0: This is the Sanctuary LA podcast. We are a real church for real people in the heart of downtown Los Angeles. All right, so Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6. I'm just going to jump right in here and read this. This is a familiar scripture during this time, but for unto us a child is born. Um, Look at your neighbor and say, Jesus came for me. Unto us a son is given, um, look at your neighbor and tell him, God gave me his best. So for unto us, a child is born unto us, a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name. It's talking about Jesus. The prophet Isaiah was talking about Jesus and his name will be called wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. Say one more time with me, repeat after me: say, Jesus came for us. And so during this season, this Christmas season, we're celebrating. Um, Jesus being born, of course, although I, you know what I'm saying? I know, I don't, I don't believe as he was born on December 25th. Sorry to spoil the party, everybody. But it's just a time and a season we can honor the fact that he did come for us. And, and I love it. My wife was saying how she loves, she loves the Christmas season. I love it too. And anybody else just love Christmas? Anybody else over the top Christmas? Yeah. Anybody got your onesie ready for Christmas morning? Who out there, you open your, if you, you know, and I understand, like, it's, it's, it's a festive thing. It's kind of the family thing. And, um, but I know certain people, like, they like to open the presents Christmas Eve. They're not trying to wait till the morning. Anybody out there, you're like, yeah, we do it at midnight. Raise your hand. Come on, you can be honest. Okay, okay. All right. No, all y'all, you guys wait till the morning? Okay, that's fine. So do I. Um, and so anybody like tamales during Christmas? Yes. Does anybody have any spare tamales? Now, nobody's raising their hand now they're like oh yeah it's a no 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 we, we somebody I was talking to somebody yesterday and they're making tamales they're like do you want some I was like how dare you even ask me just bring them over yeah. all right it's the best present to open is a tamale is something right and so I believe I have a friend of mine bringing some over Christmas Eve praise the Lord hallelujah thank you Jesus amen and so uh, tamales, there's other, you know, festive things, the Christmas songs and all this stuff. Anybody just love going in the house? that smells like pine trees. You love the smell, something about it, right? And yeah, and, and, and you got the stockings and all that. And that's OK. That's all great. And that's amazing. And, and Christmas is a beautiful time. Um, and so I, I grew up celebrating it my whole life. I wanted to rock this this flannel myself. It's looking pretty festive, cause that, yeah, a little too much maybe. But hey, I don't care. It's Christmas. All right, leave me alone. This is how I celebrate. And so, but unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. This is the whole point here. And I'm gonna just read a couple more scriptures here. But the, all that is amazing, and the whole family element, and tamales, and people coming over the house, and we're gonna have people over the house Christmas Eve. I'm gonna go to my brother's house in Whittier on Christmas and. You know, we're going to eat food and hang out, and that's a beautiful thing, and I encourage everybody, if, if you might not have that kind of situation, I encourage you, you know, find find a place you could hang out with somebody and and just get around some family and friends during this season. There's no reason why anybody in this church should be alone during the Christmas season. Amen? But the ultimate thing about Christmas is really Jesus. It's all about Jesus, and And so um, I just wanna share just three simple points with you here this morning about the fact that Jesus came for us. And I'm gonna read another scripture here in Titus chapter two, verse 14. And I'm gonna read it um, from the NLT version. But once again, if you have your Bibles and you love to take notes, please do that. But I'm gonna read it here from the screen. It says, he gave his life to free us from every kind of sin. To cleanse us and to make us his very own people. Totally committed to doing good works. I'm going to read it again. This is why Jesus came for us. To that he gave his life to free us from every kind of sin. To cleanse us and to make us his very own people. His very own special And this is my first point, is that number one, Jesus came for us because God values us. Look at your neighbor and tell them, tell them that God values me. Tell them that. Tell them that. Tell them that. All right? God values you. God values you. I want you to know that you're special to God. Not everybody, maybe you've been through life and people haven't valued you the way you thought they should. Maybe your parents didn't do it just perfect and nobody quite does it just perfect. Maybe you didn't even value yourself the way that you should have. But I'm here to tell you that God values you, that he gave his life because you are his special treasure. You are costly to God. You're worth a lot. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm worth a lot you're treasured that's what it means in the bible when it says you're his own special people it means that god is saying to you god is saying to all humanity that you are valued by god that you are costly you are treasured you are selected you are specially chosen look at your neighbor and say i've been specially chosen you are prized um, look at, look at somebody else. I'm going to have you talk a lot in the service. People will be like, man, you, that pastor makes you talk during service. Yes. Yes. I like participation, but look at somebody and tell them I am a prize. a prize. All right. You might never, you might not feel like a prize some days, but I'm here to tell you are, you might not, you are worth dying for. That God looked at you and says, man, I'm going to send my son for them. They value them so much. They are so wonderful in my eyes. They are fearfully and wonderfully made. God, God made you and he doesn't make junk. All right. You, you, all you ladies in here, you are princesses. All you men here, you are kings. You are people of dignity and respect and honor. God made you. Nobody else put you here. God did. God values us. Jesus came for us because he values us. You are more valuable to God than you will ever realize. That he would send his son for you. That he looked at you and said that we're dying for. He looked at you and through all of your your ups and downs and your struggles and and your whole journey of life. And he said, you know what? They're worth dying for. I'm going to send my best. I'm going to send my son. My son has never done anything wrong. He'll never do it. Not my son, Nico. He does things wrong all the time. But I'm saying as the Father God said, man, Jesus, I'm going to send my best. A spotless lamb. Never did wrong. Never can do wrong. It's just sinless. Perfect. He's going to die for their sin because they're worth it. Even your garbage didn't get you in the way of God loving you. I know nobody else, nobody in here has ever had any kind of garbage. Nobody. I'm talking to myself. But even your sin, even our mistakes, God was like, look, I'm going to break right on through that because I value them. And just because we do wrong things and just because we don't do, any, do everything just right doesn't mean that God does not value us. Your mistakes never take away your value. Your sins, I'm here to tell you right now, can't take away your value. Your attitude or ego or pride or selfishness or whatever else it is that we all deal with will never take away the value that God has placed on you. Because the Bible says when we were dead in our trespasses and sins, Christ died for us, for people like you and me. Your value doesn't decrease based on someone's inability to see your worth. Mm Mm-hmm. Preach it, preacher. Your value doesn't decrease based on someone's inability to see your worth. All right? Once again, look at your neighbor and tell them, I'm worth a lot. God values us. God values us, okay? I didn't always value myself growing up in in a certain part of my life I grew up in you know there was abuse and and, and turmoil and drugs and alcohol around me as a child so that I I didn't I I didn't come up really valuing when I was devalued by others um, that's what I thought I was worth I didn't always value myself because I wasn't always valued by people I'm sure there's people in here today that there's some people that devalued you and and going and me coming through life. I didn't really understand my true value until I gave my heart to Jesus. I, uh, you know, um, and, and some, sometimes, um, you know, hurt people hurt people and devalued people. All they know how to do is take value away from people. But I'm here to tell you right now, regardless of what you've been through and your struggle, that God values you. He values more, more, he values you more than anything else in this world. He values, he did, he came to die for you. He values you. Number, what was my first point, everybody? Say it again. What was my first point? All right, here we go. Let's go to another scripture. Ephesians chapter one, verse five. I'm going to read another one here. And and we're going to just read a couple more scriptures here. Um, God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing, um, look at your neighbor and say, we're family. All right, look at, look at somebody that doesn't look anything like you. Look at him and tell him, we're family. All right, we got the same blood. All right, find somebody, you Hispanics in here, find a white person, tell them we're family. Come on, come on. Black folks, find yourself a Hispanic, be like, we're family, okay? same. F- Come on now, Samoans. Find yourself, find yourself a Latino and tell them we are family. All right. ¿Cómo se dice en español? ¿Nosotros familia? Familia. All right. La gente. All right. Familia. Mi familia. All right. We're family. We're family. We might look different, but we're family. You're stuck with me. You are stuck with this little white boy right here. Get used to it. We are family. So God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. Jesus came for us, and here's my second point, because God wants you in his family. God wants you in the family. You aren't, you aren't, as the scripture says, you know, you are no longer strangers, but you're fellow citizens and members of the household of God, all right? The Bible also talks about how we're the household of faith, uh, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth are named, we're talking about Jesus, from whom the whole family, family in heaven and earth or name that you are part of God's family and God's family has all kind of people in it anybody out there got anybody in your family that just gets on your nerves sometimes yes anybody out there that you just get on your people in your family's nerves sometimes and it's like yeah they're family anybody out there you just give people the grace card just because they're family you're like well you know, cousin Bobo doesn't act right, but he's family. Anybody know what I'm talking about? No? Yes? Everybody else thinks they're crazy, but you're like, no, nah, that's my cousin. He's all right. Right? Moms are notorious for that. Your children could be acting a fool. Oh, I, they're just, they're really sweet, though. They, they have a good heart. Acting up all crazy, out wild Now You know what? God's got his hand on his life. <laughs> oh, is that right? We don't see it, but mama does. Mom, come on, mamas, where are you at? You, you always believe in your babies. They can be just foolish, foolish out there, just foolish. But, oh, that's my baby. Come on. Come on now. All right. There's my, my siblings. Sometimes I'm like, what is going on? And, and, and mom's just like, well, you know, just still loving them. All right. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah. So anyways. Those siblings aren't here today. But but there's this, we're all part of God. God wants you, I'm here to tell you, in His family. God, God, Jesus came for us so we could be in His family, that we could be in Christ Jesus. We, you know, we are sons of God, not just servants, but sons. He is our heavenly Father, and we are in Christ. We are in the family of God, and this is the household of faith, that we are part of the household of God. Jesus came to make humanity family. Amen. Jesus came to unite us. That's why he came. He came to unite us, that we as people from different ethnicities, different backgrounds, different neighborhoods, different perspectives on life, that we could come together and all be family. All right, all right, here we go. Uh, Luke chapter one, verse 77. Luke chapter one, verse 77. If you got your Bibles, turn there. Luke chapter one. This is um, John the Baptist talking about Jesus. And um, well, actually my bad, it's actually Zacharias. His dad is prophesying about John the Baptist, but he's speaking about his son. John the Baptist that would lead people to Jesus or point people to Jesus. So Zacharias was um, John the Baptist's dad, and um, he wanted to name him after himself, but his mama said, no, name him John. Um, And so once Zacharias was able to talk again because God made him mute because he just wasn't saying the right thing. I, I guarantee you right now, if we were not saying the right, I, I guarantee you if God did that today, none of us would be talking depending on the time of day. Somebody say amen. <laughs> um, but here he begins to pray and to prophesy about his son and he's talking about Jesus. In verse 77, this is powerful. It says, uh, to give knowledge, it's talking about what his son would do, to give knowledge of salvation to his people by the remission of their sins through the tender mercy of our God with which the day spring from on high has visited us. Somebody say, Jesus came for us. To give light to those who sit in darkness in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. And so Jesus, it's talking about Jesus, that Jesus would give us remission of sin, that Jesus, through the tender mercy of God from on high, that he would visit us, that God, Christmas is all about God visiting us. The Bible says when he would be born, they would call him Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus came for us so he could be with us and that and it says by for the remission of your sins I'm here to tell you right now that there's only one way to to get out of sin and that's through faith in Jesus there's only one way to find ourselves in heaven and that is through Jesus there's only one way to live a righteous life and that is to receive the righteousness of God in Christ it is through Jesus it says that by the remission the remission of their sins and that word remission means to dismissal release to send away to release us from the guilt and debt of our sin God came Jesus came to release us from the guilt and the debt of our sin we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God we have not all done everything right all the time has anybody out there ever done anything wrong yes right but Jesus came to set us free into forgiveness and that that word remission means to dismissal release to send away to release from the guilt and the debt of our sin and so my first point was this as God values us God values, values us. God wants you in his family. That's my second point. God wants you in his family. And my third point is this, is he came for us. Why? Because we all need Jesus. Every last one of us need Jesus. One year ago today was... Our Christmas service last year and there was a gentleman that attended that service um, and he was not walking with God at the time he was in a place of depression even uh, suicidal just not doing well but he came to church uh, one year ago um, he came and attended and he gave his life to Jesus he, he came back to God one year ago. Um, and then he, he had kept coming to church here. Um, just kept coming and got connected. And God started to work in his life. And, and really heal him and touch his life. And he began to walk with God one year ago. One year ago. Sitting right in here. Right here in our service. And, um, and as a result of him confessing his sins, receiving forgiveness, and walking with God, uh, he began to grow in the Lord over only 12 months. This the last 12 months he began to grow, he began to read his Bible, began to pray, he wasn't doing everything all, all perfect all the time, but he was walking with God. He was just walking this thing out, and I'm here to encourage you here, is that your, your walk with God is literally just one step in front of the other one step in front of the other. When I first came to know Jesus, my mom's on the front row, so she doesn't know any of this stuff, but, no. <laughs> but, but, but when, I, when I first came to church, I was, um, I, kept, I was coming to church for a year, and I was smoking weed every time I came. Yeah. Mom, don't act like you never did nothing wrong up on the front row. <laughs> but, but I was a teenager. I was a teenager, and I was going to this church just because I was a skateboarder, and and the only reason I was there is just because there was a skateboard ramp in it. So that's what got me into church was because the skateboard ramp. I didn't grow up in church. My wife, my my um, my wife sends me to church every Sunday, but my my mom sent us a couple times. She put us on a bus and then we'd go. But I didn't grow up in a church environment. I didn't grow up in a Christian. I did not grow up in that type of environment. So um, I grew up, and as a, as a teenager, I was just out doing my thing, and for, for a year, I mean, I was, I was getting high in the parking lot of the church before I'd go in. I would do my skateboard thing with my friends, and, and I, but, but, I, but I started to hear about Jesus. I started to hear, and, and guess what my one foot in front of the other was? I'd go to church that next Wednesday night. It was like a youth night, and then I was still struggling, still working out. I, I kept coming back. course, I wanted to ride the skateboard ramp but hey I'm just telling you it was one foot in front of the other and and nobody kicked me out nobody said oh man you need to be here you can't no I just kept coming I just kept coming you you guys know the story of the walls of Jericho when they crossed um the Jordan and they, they, they wanted the walls to come down guess what made those walls come down they just kept walking that's all they did they just kept walking Kept walking around it, just one foot in front of the other. Sooner or later those walls are gonna come down. I just kept walking around that, that bondage, that addiction of marijuana, alcohol, messing around with girls I wasn't married to. You know what I'm saying? Just I just kept walking. I just kept walking sooner or later that wall is going to come down i think we all have some some kind of wall in our life we got something there that ain't supposed to be there that god doesn't want there you don't want there and i'm here to tell you right where you you just keep walking you just keep you just keep coming to church you just keep hanging around the right people you just keep on walking the bible talks about our Our walk is a journey. This is a long distance thing. This ain't an overnight thing. God didn't say, oh, you filthy, dirty, little nasty 17-year-old smoking weed in the parking lot of my house. Get out of here. Now, I'm not saying it was right. I'm not even saying, I'm saying I was wrong. I was jacked up. But I just kept coming. I, I don't smoke weed anymore. Has been a long time. I got the Holy Ghost. I got a dose of the Holy Ghost now, all right? Come on, somebody. But but all I'm saying is I just kept walking, and even when I got delivered, I remember getting delivered. One year later, it took me took me a while, man. I couldn't. Every time I'd smell it, I'd give me that thing. Some, some of you don't, some of you don't know, some of you know what I'm talking about. You got it wrong, the wrong. You pe- get it wrong, the wrong wrong people. And I knew it was wrong. I remember just getting high to call my Christian friends. Man, I got high last night. Help me, Jesus. But I kept walking. You just keep walking. Jesus came for you. He's not going to give up on you. You just keep on walking and let those walls fall down whatever wall it is in your life. It might be addiction. It might be discouragement. It might be depression. It might be pride. I don't know what it is. We all got something that God is bringing us from where we are to where we're going and you just got to keep on walking with God and as and and you might and the only faith I had was just to get to that youth group as a 17 year old. That's all I had. I didn't know anything else but I knew if I got there I I I would hear something something out there the word of God the 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 the, the Bible study there was I was learning. I was learning about Jesus died for me. I learned that Jesus would forgive me. I learned that the abuse and the and uh, that I came up in as a small child uh, that I could be forgiven of that. That I could be washed of that, that I could start over again, that God would give me a new heart. I just kept walking. Took me 12 months. Took me 12 months until I was a a senior in high school in my room by myself. And God was like, You need to choose now, son. Basically, I didn't hear an audible voice. It wasn't like, Sean, it's time to surrender. (laughs) Anybody wish God talked to you like that? Help me out. I'd be like, okay, I've been waiting. (laughs) To hear people talk about i heard the voice of god i didn't hear nothing i still don't hear nothing i'm walking by faith people (laughs) no i understand we can hear the voice of god you ever hear people say god told me i'm like are you for real though how i just heard it where'd you are you serious it's always the people that used to drop acid that say they hear the voice of god come on somebody say amen yeah i heard some voices too but that wasn't the dose of the Holy Ghost. It was some other thing. But, but, but I really felt like God was like, look, right now, Sean, I was, I was just starting my 12th in the 12th grade, in my room, going to that church for a year, still doing what I was doing, still struggling with my sin. And Jesus it w- it was messing with me, messed up my plans. Divine interruption. Laying in my bed by myself. And God was like, basically, I didn't hear the audible voice, but, it, but I could not go to sleep. And I hear people talk about God is a gentleman. Not that night he wasn't. <laughs> oh, the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. I get what you're saying. I, I understand that. But man, he, 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 he just crashed into my life right there. Said basically said this, in my heart, you're not going to sleep until you choose what you're going to do. It's, it's life or death. What do you want? And I got to this, this point in my life. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Where you get to this point and it's decision time. It's life or death. And I knew right there. And the amazing thing about it is I remember it was about a month earlier than from there. I'm way off my notes now. Are you guys all right? It was about a month before that. I was... I come from a professional skateboarding background. I was on a little skateboard tour. I was driving up from Southern California back up to Northern California where I'm from. And I got, I got high in the van with all my friends, and I knew right there, this is it. I wasn't trying to tell everybody, oh, I quit smoking weed. I already tried telling everybody I was going to stop. It didn't work. But Right there, I knew God was on my life. I knew He was touching me. I was in the van, high as a kite, and I knew sitting there it's over. I can't explain it. I I don't understand where it came from, but I was all up in there high as a kite going, this is the last time. A month later, I'm in my room by myself. Everything I learned that whole year coming to that church only because they had a skateboard ramp in it. It's the only reason I'd go bunch of weird church people (laughs) that's what was my perception of them anybody else have that perception of church people no come on you can be honest (laughs) and I said okay Jesus if you forgive me if you could take away the struggle of my childhood forgive me I'll be a Christian that was my words I said I surrendered. I, I surrendered I, had, I had myself a real moment 17 years old and I was like okay God here it is and the funny thing about it is before I prayed that prayer man I stopped smoking weed even my language started to change and I wasn't trying to be a goody-goody I I still have some issues, I I, I still have some issues because I'm human, but I'm here to tell you right now in that moment, I was already changing, it was the hand of God, it's the Bible says He grants us repentance, He he gives us the gift of repentance. And I just laid, and I said, God, I'll be a Christian. I do not want to be a preacher, I told him this, I do not want to be a pastor. I don't want to do anything like that, but I'll be a Christian. Somebody say, one step. God tricked me. Was <laughs> one step. He wasn't like you shall pastor a church. He was like, okay, keep coming. <laughs> keep coming. Just keep walking. And remission. God dismissed, released, sent away my sin and he's gonna he'll do the same for you right where you are he'll do the same for you it's one step at a time god values us god wants you in his family and i'm here to tell you we all need jesus hallelujah every head bowed every eye closed thank you for listening to the sanctuary la podcast. Tune in again next week and stay awesome and be blessed.